Welcome to the Live Beyond Show with Dino and Nikki Salas. Hey. Where we talk about relationships, mm-hmm. either through marriage, through singleness. Yes, dating. Dating and relationships with other people. And, and most importantly. Yes, our relationships with ourselves. Which, to me, is the foundation of what we do in this life yes you have to love yourself and learn how to be with yourself before you can be with anybody else well before you love yourself you got to know yourself yeah feel mm-hmm. me yes and if you don't know yourself how can you love mm-hmm. which is a continuing process yes and that's why the more i know you baby the more i love you and and i would just like to add while we're talking about knowing and we're going to get into the topic we have a very great topic i believe that many of us need to talk about about and to <laughs> discuss when it comes to relationships but knowing someone i'm here to tell you you will never never fully know anyone because to fully know anyone not to say not to learn someone right and that's a continuing process but to fully know anyone or the attempt to fully know someone is taken away from what we talked about earlier and that is learning yourself so learning yourself says a lot. And as we experience life with others through different relationships, like Dino spoke of, whether it be through marriage, through dating, because there are multiple relationships, right? Even coworkers, they are mirroring who we are and where we are in our life. So I just wanted to put that out there into the ether to you all. Yeah, because if you really think about it, uh, we're still on this journey of getting yes. to know ourselves yes. um, from when we're adolescent mm-hmm. to teenage years to adulthood to seasoned men and women. Yes. And notice he says season because we try not to say old because it's a difference between old and season. But we like to say season like like fine wine, you know, some seasoning. You know how sometimes you put the seasoning on your food and that just makes it extra special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true, baby. You know, like you we said, season people, you know, uh, and it's funny you say the season because when you season, you put a little bit at a time. Mm, mm, you don't mm. just pour the whole Mm-mm. thing of salt on Mm-mm. there. Same thing with wine. Mm. You, you slowly, you know, let, let it, it uh, yeah, let it well. age. Right. Mm-hmm. So that the aging is true. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and just if you guys didn't notice, there's a difference between aging and getting old, but we could talk about that in another podcast. So what are we talking about today, babe? <laughs> today we are talking about, let me get my notes out here, because okay. we've been doing some studying and some researching. And we're back. Just yes. First of all, um, we'd just like to thank you all for those who have been listening in the past, those who are listening today. We appreciate you. We, we're we just very thankful for you, and we are here to, you know, just get it rolling again. Yes. Mm-hmm. So today we are talking about, are you in... Uh, either a marriage or a relationship or dating uh, a narcissistic person. Uh-oh. Or could you be mm. that narcissistic person? <gasps> no, not not you, right? Not you. <laughs> no, not, not you. That's listening. Not, not me you. anymore. Not you. You, you, babe? <laughs> Were you a narcissist? I know you ain't talking. What Uh-oh, you talking I'm just, about? I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we're going to uh, dive deep into... Uh, how to know the signs of uh, how to recognize Mm -hmm. and to see uh, if you are in a narcissistic relationship. And that includes what we spoke of earlier. That could be with somebody else or yourself. Yeah, because you might not even know it. Hello. 
Oh. And and I say that because they got some I blockages, didn't know it. They got I some blockages. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we all oh. got some of those. But, but we here to help y'all with that's that. That's right, and we here to help ourselves too. As mm-hmm. like you said, uh, age slowly and vintage. Yes, yes. like fine wine. But before we go on with the show, we'd like to let you know that the show is being sponsored by Dino's Dent Deception Paintless Dent Repair and. Nikki S. Solis Holistic Coaching. My website is www.nikkiessolis.com. That's www.n-i-k-e-i-s-s-a-l-a-s.com. Yeah, and for me, just Google me and you'll find me. Google him. <laughs> that's right. You can find my baby. Google me. Google. Just like uh, right. Shaquille O'Neal said, Google me, Chuck. <laughs> Google me. <laughs> How many rings it. I got, Chuck? How many right. you got? Google me. I know that's right. Talking about Charles Barkley and uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, God bless them both. Okay, so uh, did you want to start off by saying the definition of what uh, narcissistic personality disorder is? Yeah, so I got the definition from the Mayo Clinic, which is, I believe, a reputable source when it comes to different kind of disorders, behaviors, medical conditions, and so forth. And you could, you know, of course, Google this for yourself. So it says a narcissistic person is one of several types of personality disorders. It is a mental condition. Hmm in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance. Uh-oh, mm. okay, we're going to dive deep into that later. Right. So it says a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, uh-oh, they look for troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. But behind this mass of extreme confidence lies a fragile self-esteem that's vulnerable low, to the, low self-esteem yes that's vulnerable to the slightest criticism a narcissistic personality disorder causes problems in many areas of their life you all such as relationships work school or financial affairs people with narcissistic personality disorder may be generally unhappy and disappointed when they're not given the special favors or admiration that they believe they deserve. Okay, so... They may find their relationships unfulfilling and others may not enjoy being around them. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, does that sound familiar to you? Oh, Or do you know someone like that? That's that's up to you guys to decide. We're just bringing a light and bringing some awareness. Yeah, reflect on that. Yeah, (laughs) reflect on that. You know, we're not calling nobody out and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we're not acting like... Uh, we haven't done these things mm-hmm. or, or haven't uh, experienced them for ourselves. Right. So this is for you to decide for yourself. But right. um, since you just brought up, uh, from what I've researched, is that uh, narcissists need supply, babe. Mm. They need to they be... They get high off their own supply. <laughs> right. Mm. They need... They need. Uh, yeah. So so let, let me ask you, what type of supply do you think a, a narcissistic person needs they got a you know because I, I love a good smoothie and there's this um, place that Dino found around the way around or around five minutes away from us and they have some great smoothies um but I like the the 16 ounce because it's so good and they you know when I get that good old smoothie mm-hmm, I suck it up I suck it up real quick you guys I do I love that especially when it has kefir yogurt in there which is very good probiotic so I suck it up real uh, fast and that's what a narcissist does or that's what they want they need to soak up all the attention they could get so like I said earlier 
they look for trouble relationships because when they look for a trouble relationship in some form or fashion, they're going to put the attention on their sales. And that's why it also says, and we'll talk about this more about one of the type of um, types of um, person or people they like to be in a an intimate relationship with is someone that is um, has a low self-esteem and has had um, has um, experienced a lot of trauma or um, verbal and physical abuse mm. mm-hmm. so basically what you're saying is that uh, they want to make everything about them uh, and mm-hmm, and you know mm-hmm. what I've learned is that narcissists don't just come on and say hey uh, let's talk about me. Right. You know, they, they do a smooth. Yeah. Ease, they're they're real like. uh, manipulative mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're real smooth about it, smooth. you know, and they kind of, you know, they take over the conversations, mm-hmm. take over a room. You know, when they see that somebody else is trying to, um, how, how would you say, uh, suck up all the, uh, the supply, then they try to intervene somehow, some way by mm-hmm. taking over the room. Mm-hmm because they're feeling a certain type of way or maybe a little insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they don't come out and say, hey, I feel insecure, so right. I'm just going to start talking. Right, right. Uh, sometimes people, what they do is they uh, uh, either try to portray that they know more or they know a lot of information about something, mm-hmm. and you kind of divert the attention away from the person that was talking. Mm-hmm. So they kind of uh, divert it and move the spotlight real slick mm-hmm. like over to them mm-hmm. and then you kind of like you don't even see it you don't even realize it and what? that mm-hmm. go, go ahead, ahead sweetheart. and that's why we're bringing this up because um if you're always having conversations okay and the conversation is never about you mm. never and, and when i say you i mean about the other person mm-hmm. it's always about yourself mm-hmm. they're always talking mm-hmm. they always want the attention and they never question you about yourself like i give you an example jane, example jane and sarah are talking and this is how you know you're in a narcissistic relationship as friends okay um take notes you all so if you are jane and sarah okay for example and Jane is always talking about everything that she's doing and never questions her quote unquote friend Sarah about what's going on with her life. Mm-hmm. First of all, that's not a conversation. It's not, it's a monologue. And if you're not having a dialogue that is two, you know, at least two people, right? Then it's, you know, when you go to a play, the, you know, they have plays where it is a monologue. It is just that one person on the stage that is basically a narcissist. So that spotlight is on that person that's doing the monologue on that stage and they never include another character or someone else into it. And conversations are supposed to be inclusive, right? Inclusive, it means include. So even if you're Jane is sharing something about herself, but she knows that Sarah is listening, right? She'll, pause and we're like oh okay well Sarah honey how you doing what's been going on with you you know and we're going to talk about this too about sometimes when a narcissist questions you and they are trying to oh we're going to go deep with you guys today well you know let's let's talk about that now okay. because okay that's that's what they call gaslighting mm. you know gaslighting is when they kind of uh Make it seem like you're making it about you mm-hmm. and you're um, uh, you're feeling a certain type of way. And they kind of flip the script of like, 
Um, and then you start to question yourself like, man, am I making it about myself? Mm-hmm. Am I being narcissistic? Mm-hmm. Am I being selfish? Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, a narcissist who is uh, very slick, mm-hmm. you know, they're very slick when it comes to doing things like that, where uh, when you try to speak up for yourself, they'll say you're making it about you. Right, right. You know, and that's another thing we have to be careful about because um, it happens very commonly in relationships. And then you kind of sense, you get the sense of insecurity mm-hmm. and like not believing in yourself and doubting yourself. And and like those are uh, the times when you can kind of become an introvert and really do some damage to yourself because... Um, you're questioning how you're feeling and mm. what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, you, yes, I, I, I 200% agree with you. What I meant by questioning is, you know, in order to feed someone, you know, especially a narcissist. Okay. So in order to feed a narcissist, they have to get ammo, right? So, you know, sometimes they might, Jane might question Sarah. Oh, Hey, how you doing? Because she's trying to get information about oh. her yeah she's okay. trying to get so so that that, <laughs> that falls under the ca- I'm, I'm sorry if i misunderstood you no but, that's all right but um that's under the category of manipulation babe. Mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. another one mm-hmm. where, y'all taking notes yeah Cause I, I know something you so, know because i've been through this i know somebody else has been through this before yeah i've, I've been in it too and and it's not just uh relationships or marriages mm-hmm. but it's relationships with people too mm-hmm. like we said earlier in the intro um so how can a person manipulate you is mm-hmm. if they know the most about mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll be like, once again, be real slick and ask you questions, you know, mm-hmm. like, Hey, what you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how you been? What did you do in your past? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, how people mm-hmm. say, where do you live? Mm-hmm. You know, because they're trying to figure out, um, how can I use this mm-hmm. information at a later date yes. and use it against you? Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean about gaslighting, babe, because they'll use previous memories or things that you have done mm-hmm. uh, against you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the more information they know about the things that you did in your past, yes. but then them, on the other hand, they will not open Mm-mm. up and share anything that's a vulnerability about them. Right. And like, you know, it was uh, um, said earlier in the definition, it says that they have an issue with being vulnerable and they're um, a more um of defining a narcissist or narcissistic um, de- uh, behavior because it's though the personality, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get too technical or mm-hmm. medical because I'm not, you know, saying I'm an expert of this, but I'm just saying from what I have learned and read. So there is a difference between a disorder and then behavior, right? So behavior might be something that you displaying or doing right now, whereas disorder, that means it's too much of, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, behavior. Again, another example, um, Jane might be smoking a cigarette, which I'm not encouraging that, but hey, um, if you, Jane is smoking a cigarette right now and, you know, it's just kind of every once in, in a blue moon or, or a while, whereas Jane um, smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, that can lead to a disorder, right? Because as we all know, that smoking as well as other things, you know, such as that that is done consistently can cause you know disorder in the body and so forth so again we're not going to go to medical so but 
going back to the narcissist, one of the, the trace of them, there we go. One of the trace of a narcissist is that they have, oh, I did say this earlier about them having a lack of empathy for others. Yes. So Jane could, you know, Jane and Sarah could be having this conversation, an actual conversation where Jane is including Sarah <laughs> and Sarah is sharing, you know, something very, it's having a vulnerable moment, vulnerable vulnerable thank you moment and she's sharing something you know tragic which is hard for a lot of us right to be vulnerable and to open up but when you're doing that with the narcissist they might just look at you crazy then you know they might not hug or they might not you know show no kind of um compassion and yes they're saying that that when it comes to the personality disorder again too much of that you will see this often in the narcissist yeah, and once again, that's a that's a red flag to look out for is the lack of empathy, because and you can even run tests on them, uh, give them some empathetic situations, and hear their response and hear how they feel and how they talk about it, mm. and then you can kind of get a gauge of um, the lack of empathy or if they have great empathy because um, you do this to see. If they can't have empathy for for others, uh, they might not going to have empathy for you, mm-hmm. you know, in certain situations. And mm-hmm. sometimes uh, I heard some somebody say that um, sympathy, some, when, when someone's sympathetic and someone is crying, mm-hmm. you cry with them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then I heard also that he said... Um, when you're empathetic, mm-hmm. you try to understand. Mm-hmm. And you, you might not fully know what they're going through, but right. it's like, wow, you know, you're sad, and not, oh my God, he's I wish hurting. I could. You know, that person's hurting, or the the situation that has arise. At least you're trying to say, I want to understand you. Mm-hmm. You know, I may not fully get it, but I want to understand you, and that's the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree, and. Um, so when it comes to dating, this is why I would like um, to, um, if you all do not know this, this is something that I have I have learned for myself, right? And something that I share with women when it comes to um, dating. So uh, I am a believer that, yes, you should share certain key points, as they say, I guess you could say, of yourself. And, and I bring this up because Dino had... Um, touched upon something earlier and said about sharing some, you know, sharing of yourself. And I know we're in this, this um, trend now of transparency, transparency, right? But there's a difference between transparent, being transparent and being private. We get into that a little bit later. But when you are being transparent, you are being forthcoming, you know, you're being honest, but then yeah, let's get into it now. So if private is some things, it's like confidential case in point. Um, your, you might share with someone you had on a date, Jane and John. Okay. And Jane might, you know, she really feeling John, John really feeling her. And they about to go to the next step in their relationship where they're sharing a little bit more of themselves. Did you hear what I said? They're in steps. They're sharing a little bit more. Everything is not supposed to be done, be done in one day. It's not going to be able to. So they're going forward, onward in their relationship. And Jane wants to be transparent with John about her financial situation, right? So her being, an example of her being transparent is, hey, John, you know, um, 
I have student loans, okay? The um, When it goes past transparent to private is that she is given the exact amount, you know, or the exact amount of her bank account. She might even share with John that, hey, you know, I'm dealing with some, some debt issues, okay, that's transparent. Where is, and that depends on the situation. And again, you know, I, I believe that when you are becoming more serious, the more serious you become, the more serious conversation you have. So, cause you're still, you know, gauging or gauging more, you know, um, how we can move forward with each other. So when it comes to being dating a narcissist, you have to be very mindful of that, you all, okay? So when you're sharing, you know, and I'm hoping that you all are observing and, you know, with this observation, when you go on a date, you are listening, okay? You are looking, you know. Not being mesmerized by the looks yeah, yeah, and uh-huh. the big wallet yep. and the fancy car. It's, it's a trick. <laughs> but look, It's a trick in the bag, I'm telling you. Well, Don't let it come out the bag. Um, it, you know, that Nikki said to to see mm-hmm. to see yeah and that's the most important thing to see mm-hmm. and here not just with your physical eyes and your uh physical ears mm-hmm. but uh what we like to call the inner voice mm-hmm. and the spiritual sight mm-hmm. uh, those are the things that are going to tell you what's really happening mm-hmm. because that's the core of of you know should be uh, who who you are mm-hmm. and you use those tools to help you decipher, because I can guarantee a lot of people are in marriages right now, and I was one of them, that chose to be married or uh, to be dating, uh, being in a narcissistic relationship. And then I was actually having a, a discussion with Nikki about, man, why did I choose these people, you know, back at that time? And it's mainly because we, I, I didn't even understand what narcissistic or selfishness really was. Even though I was being it and I was living with it, I still really didn't know the fullness of it. And in, as in time goes by, you know, you start to see a little bit clearer or you should, or you become a little more mature. Um, but it's funny, like how your 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 inner sight, your spiritual sight, and your uh, spiritual hearing is like dulled. You you can't see fully yet, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, me and Nikki decided to do these shows is hopefully to bring a light or an awareness that you make conscious choices in your life uh, the best way you can. Now, once, you know, once you hear these type of shows, then you decide for yourself what you're going to do and what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So I want to get back to, I want to finish the point. So, um, again, so Jane and John is on a, on a date. Okay. And like I said before that, um, you know, the difference between transparent and private. And then we talked about, you know, I brought up of how, you know, as you move forward in, in this relationship, if you guys are at that step a level that you are becoming more serious and you know you share more serious and have more serious conversations right but with a narcissist you have to be more mindful you have to be mindful again observation right you're not only seeing you're hearing you're kind of watching you're watching this person not only you know uh through again through your physical eye and what you're saying like oh you know he looks so nice and drive a nice car you know whatever like that no 
Uh-uh. You need to watch how this person treats others. And when that cloth or that veil is has fallen from your eyes and see how this person is really treating you. I mean, like have them questions with, within your spirit and be like, wait a minute. And then you know, I give you an example. Um, this is something that um, was taught to me um, back in, oh, this like over, maybe, maybe around 20 some years ago. But um, a good friend of mine uh, would, would tell me, uh, of how, you know, when you, when you watch somebody, just, just sit back and watch in their natural habitat, like not like we're animals, but somebody just being natural, they going to tell everything about themselves without you asking questions. And that's what you want to see. You want to see if you're out in a restaurant, what is he or she, or depending on what they identify as, right? How this person acts, how this person not only acts with you, but with the wait staff. You know, and the conversations that they're having, are they having conversations about people, you know, like talking down about people? Because that's one of the traits of a narcissist. So if, while you're dating and getting to know this person, this letting you know if you should or will go to the next step. So that's what you want to do as far as um being transparent let that you sit back stop asking so many so many questions not to question some but not so many and allow yourself to fully be present and observe the behavior because it's gonna tell it always want to come out the true person always want to come out looking for a chance to come out and they'll let you know again if that's a narcissist that you are dating mm-hmm. and I'm i'm gonna uh piggyback off of some of the things and points you had said about uh, transparency, okay? Because this uh, dives into control, mm-hmm. all right? See, when a person knows uh, so much about you, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to even think about spies and mm-hmm. CIA and, mm-hmm. and central intelligence. That's the only way they can figure out how to move by having the most information about you. So, if you tell a narcissist, man, I'm struggling financially, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, they soaked that up. Right. <laughs> and that's be like, okay, so this girl's broke, okay, or this guy is broke. So he's going to be dependent on me. Mm. So when they become dependent on you, that means they can control the mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and the scenario and the decisions of your life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's basically your will being controlled by someone else's will. Mm-hmm. And in time, that's going to be a disorder. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel it. You might not see it right away, but you're going to feel it. And it's not going to feel so good. And then you're going to feel like, what am I going to do from here? Mm. That's one. Mm-hmm. And then the other one you talked about, uh, I can't remember. Let's see. Uh, you were at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about um, watching and observing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, it was another point I was going to make. But anyway, it'll come back to me. Um, okay, so what's uh, the next uh, point that we have seen or discussed about uh, a narcissistic person? Well, they're, they're a person that's always in, they're, they're very highly competitive. Mm. And um, there's a, a, a doctor that um, Dino and I um, listen to. We watch a lot of her videos on YouTube, and she is a specialist. And, you know, when you guys get a chance, Google um, 
Dr. Romani, I don't mind saying her name, Dr. Romani. Um, and she's a specialist in this uh, personality disorder. Uh, and she talks about um, competitiveness. She says that, uh, that many narcissists uh, have to be, no, this, let me do this over, that many people that are on like high leadership, you know, that sports, so forth. Or places in government or leadership roles. Yes, that they have to be, she's saying that they have to be a narcissist in order to get to that level because they have to be Mm -hmm. self-driven. I give an example. Great, I still believe that this person was a great um, basketball player and still one of the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan and in the, the the last dance yes he talks about how you know he was he wanted to be the best he want and yes you know when you're in competitive sports that's how it, it plays out right you know there are no um there are not no two teams per sport basketball football baseball that wins a certain championship it's, it's only one team and then they have the most valuable player not MVPs, you know, they might have this all-star team or some of the top, but it's still only one person that's at the top. Yeah, he he used to actually um, make up lies. Mm. And I'm glad you brought that up because the lies that he would make up to himself to bring about a deep sensation of a challenge, to challenge himself, like you said, um, to give him a spark, to make him angry, to make him, (laughs) you know, go even further, which, you know, then his uh, capability, he always wanted to push the limit Mm. and he would make up stories in his mind and in, you know, to himself to give him that motivation. Mm -hmm. Now, narcissist, narcissistic people lie a lot, Mm -mm. even about small things, stuff that they don't even have to lie about. Mm they lie about mm-hmm. and i don't know the in-depth of why they do that but oh well i guess i can you know make some uh guesses you know you don't want to look smaller mm-hmm. than the other person vulnerability again yeah you know mm-hmm. you don't want to look weak mm-hmm. you don't want to look like you don't know something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and that to me is a sense or the opposite of humility you know, being humble is being honest with yourself, you know, being, being real with yourself. You don't have to lie to other people to make yourself feel better, higher. I mean, what's, what's the purpose of it? Mm -hmm. You know, and those are more insecurities about the self that, you know, they haven't dealt with Mm -hmm. and you'll see them. You'll, Mm -hmm. you'll see the small lies and you'll catch them up. Mm -hmm. And then you'll think to yourself, what, why did you have to do all that? Like that was so like, not necessary you know Mm -hmm. that was yeah you know but those are the signs that you'll see and uh you know how you have to deal with it you Mm -hmm. know yeah another thing uh that uh i researched that narcissists do is uh the lack of boundaries nikki Mm. They don't have boundaries. They don't like to follow a uh, system. Other people have boundaries either. Yes. Other people's <laughs> boundaries, rules, uh, things that have been set in place mm-hmm. uh, that we're supposed to follow. Mm. You know, they uh, they find ways to beat the system, mm. you know, or 
or beat your system. Yeah. You, you know, or you could you draw a line in the sand and they quickly is gonna they gonna blur with their foot. And they wanna <laughs> see basically what you're going to do because that's also feeding their mm-hmm. their supply mm-hmm. of like you being pissed off or you or maybe not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, see, I, see, I told you it's a problem when yes, wrong with you. That's the gaslighting again. Uh-oh. Then you speak up. And then they look at you like, oh, why are you acting mm-hmm. that way? And it gives them ammo, you know. Yes. And that's why, you know, again, um, that that she she made a, a good point about not. Um, it's not okay. She made a point about what she talks about in some of her videos about not calling a narcissist out. Um, but I I believe. Oh, yes, I agree with that. But I believe there is a way. Yes. That uh, of how you should act. That does not feed the behavior, right? You know. Um, well, well, I I think the calling out is not about them; mm-hmm. it's more about you. Right, right, yeah, okay, yes, but it's, okay. So even with um, different kind of diseases and disorders in bodies, right? If if um, you give it life, yeah, you know, you're right, Dino. But if you give it life, it's yeah, it's about both. You don't want to feed again. You don't want to feed the behavior. You right. don't. You know, with most diseases and disorders, they thrive. They live off of being fed. Right. You know, cancer. Um. If if uh, an example, lung cancer. Okay. Um. And then it's not just from smoking. It's from different. You know, things that just went on wrong in the body. We could talk about that in another time. But if you so you have um antioxidants and you have radicals real quick so if you have the antioxidants you know calm the body and it and it does the opposite it is not feeding your antioxidants you could get those and apples different kind of fruits and vegetables but free radicals it and it's to calm down or to um lessen the effects from free radicals, which many people have in their body. So basically you don't want that free radical to be increased. You do not want to feed the, the, the radicals. So think well, about feeding the cancer. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the same thing with seeing not to call a narcissist a cancer, well, but in a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, that's true because even when, you know, someone gossips that spreads like cancer, yes. it talks about them in many spiritual teachings. Um, so, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to feed them. You, you, it's not that you have to call it out like you're a narcissist because they're going to look at you crazy. Like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But there is a way you can be the antioxidant right. where you are cutting it off, which is something else that they do with cancers, right? To keep it from spreading, they go in and cut it out to keep it from growing and, you know, taking over the whole body. So it's the same thing when we are dealing with this type of person that, you know, you don't, like we said before, you don't feed into them trying to compete, them trying to ask you questions to manipulate you later. You be, again, the antioxidant that calms the situation down. Where And after a while, they ain't going to too much deal with you because you're not feeding them. They're not able to soak up. Like I said earlier about that good old smoothie with the kefir that I love. They're not able to suck all up what, of what they love and desire, which is attention. You're not feeding that attention. Right. Uh, oh, and I want to touch upon, too, when we're talking about competition. So when it relates to relationships, um, narcissists in a 
intimate relationship or even different because there's multiple types of relationships, right? That narcissists, when they are in a coupledom, they compete with their partner. They find ways and, you know, consistently looking for ways to put down their partner and show or say that they are better than the person that they're trying to be in a couple with. And that is so true. They, uh, uh, when, whenever you have an accomplishment or you're going to do something new or you're going to go to school or you're going to, you know, get a new car, you know, I'm going to give you an example. You oh, know, you're working out or. Yeah. You know, you, uh, you could be, okay, I'll use that example too. You could be working out. You maybe lost 15 pounds and be like, oh, I couldn't tell the difference. You know, mm-hmm. you, you still look, look the same, <laughs> you know, just throw little jabs right, at that. Right. They, they try to, uh be the anti antioxidant. <laughs> <laughs> They're the free in, radical. Right. In in your life, mm-hmm. you know. And another one is like, oh, you get a new car, you know, and they'd be like, oh, you know, uh, let's just say you got a Tesla. And they'd be like, oh, why didn't you get a the 2020 you got 2017 tahoe. why didn't you get a, a 2021 tahoe you know where, where, it's bigger Tesla? more more uh, room uh-huh. you know okay you know there, there's just little jabs mm-hmm. that that they're real slick about mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. that's trying to take away from your uh, your accomplishment mm-hmm. or your demean you demean you mm-hmm. and devalue you mm-hmm. and they do it real subtly mm-hmm. and these are things that uh the opposite person has to and should pay attention to mm-hmm. because once you start falling in love with a narcissist Mm-mm. it's going to be very difficult to detach mm. you know from from that Ooh. you know so Ooh. um those are some of the things that they do they they uh devalue you and they disregard some of your feelings mm. too you know sometimes you might be feeling a certain type of way and be oh just get over it you know don't worry about it you know, those are things also that are real slick about it mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's not about them, mm-hmm. you know. So and that's why sometimes in that time they'll play a victim, mm-hmm. you know, they'll they'll become like, oh, well, what about me and my leg? You know, is, right. You know, I twisted my leg two years ago. You know, you talk <laughs> about you got a bad hip right and then, now. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then they're talking. Right. And then they're talking about, oh, they're talking about their two year old or their two year ago knee injury you know to kind of deflect from what you're mm-hmm. feeling and they'll kind of flip it over to to them and 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 I, and I you know again so narcissistic behavior and narcissistic personality disorder so beha- now these behaviors a person doesn't not have to have that disorder to display narcissistic behavior what do i mean consistently it's a disorder right but the behavior is it could be just to be that moment i give you an example what people call being a hater somebody might not be a hater all the time or just with certain situations or people they are you know being a hater so that and that is displaying narcissistic behavior and you know jane and sarah jane um Sarah got the new Tesla and Jane said, Oh, you know, it's a, Oh, it's, it's okay. But it's a 2017. Why you couldn't get a 2020 Mary, you know, their friend Mary gets the Tesla, but for some reason she, you know, she does not um, display the same behavior with, with her. So again, that's the behavior versus the, this, the disorder. Both are not good. Right. But that disorder 
and and again, you know, when you're dating someone or in a intimate, you know, relationship, whether it be a marriage or someone that you have been seeing for a long time, that creates toxicity, right? If this, it's not just some one off that this person is, oh, you know, acting like a hater with you or somebody else, but it's a pattern, a consistent pattern. Uh, yes, it. You need to like really uh, do some reflection on if that relationship is worth saving. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um. So let's. Yeah. Do you have any more uh, things that you want to talk about? I mean, there's so many. We, we yeah, can we could go on and on. There's yeah. so many you know, breakdowns one, one of that's, it. One that's coming to my mind right right now is that, and I know I've mentioned this to you before. And I know I have felt this before. Um, when you get around people that you feel mm-hmm. are more superior mm-hmm. than you, mm-hmm. you start to uh, mm-hmm. get quiet. Mm-hmm. A narcissist. Don't want to engage anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't want to talk. You kind of change the whole energy of uh, the outing or the people that you're around mm-hmm. uh, because you start to feel like, oh, they're... Yeah, I'm just giving examples. Uh, they're doctors or mm-hmm. they're lawyers or, you know, and you're... Uh, Which they shouldn't say that someone is better than you because they have a different title. Right. But, you know, the insecurity starts to kind of, like, come out and mm-hmm. be like, oh, this this room isn't about me anymore. Mm-hmm. This is about mm-hmm. somebody else. Right. So, like I said, either they become super introvert and want to leave or they'll try to take over uh, the room... Mm-hmm through maybe your expertise or your personal thing that you know. Um, But generally, people feel it Mm -hmm. and people see it Mm -hmm. because I was uh, friends with a narcissistic person and there was so many, and I didn't understand it back then. You know, like, why don't these people like this person? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's another point. Mm-hmm. isolation mm-hmm. you know people isolate them mm-hmm. or they try to isolate you mm-hmm. you know because um and you'll start to like even question yourself like why am i by myself mm-hmm. why doesn't nobody want to interact with me you know so then you'll start to like find people in your life to try to interact with that will give you that supply mm-hmm. like like we talked about before um but then when people start to see that they start to not want to be around. And mm. they used to come to me and be like, Dino. They isolate themselves that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Your boy this, your boy that. I'd be like, man, don't mm-hmm. tell me nothing mm-hmm. about him. You know, go tell him yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's because he was being, you know, narcissistic mm-hmm. and like making everything about him. You know, he was, uh, like like we said earlier, not making himself vulnerable, putting other people down. Because mm-hmm. that's what narcissistic people do. They put other people down and talk about mm-hmm, other people mm-hmm. most of the time. Gossipers, basically. Gossipers, <laughs> basically. You know, and they'll go around to other different people and gossip about different people and cause mayhem. Because it takes attention and, and it keeps them from being vulnerable in yeah. that or way. Or being truthful. Being you, truthful, thank you, you. you. You find out the truth about who they are. Mm-hmm. They No, they got to keep that covered. No, they got to keep that covered. They got to disguise that. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about this other person over here that they're not adequate enough mm-hmm. or they're not good enough. And then that keeps the focal point off of you and mm-hmm. keeps the vulnerability and the vision off of you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, boy, boy, boy. I hope, I hope this isn't, isn't you, listener. 
Yeah, no, this, well, this ain't you, right? This, this was you. me, and this what I what I was connected to at mm. one time, and it's all good. You, you know what I mean? It's well, like hey, the healing is is admitting, admitting, mm-hmm. and now I have no problem admitting when I'm scared, when I don't know something, when uh, <laughs> um, yeah, when when I don't know things about myself, I I admit them, I confess them, I. I don't mind speaking about it so that I can make a conscious choice if I decide and choose to not to do it anymore. And, and you know, many people think, um, and I thought this for a long time, right, you know, that not to ask for help or, and we talked about this in my women wellness group um, on Facebook, but but it's, it's strength in, in asking for help, you all, you know. And, and there's so many spiritual teachings. It, it talks about, um, I you know, be weak so I can make you sure I'm paraphrasing here. Or uh, just, just freeing yourself. Because if we carry all those burdens, or, you know, I, I could do this, I could do that. We can't do everything. We just can't. So... Again, if if you are, because it breaks you down, right? So if you're carrying the load of everything, physically it's going to break you down. It's going to wear and tear on your body and mentally and then, you know, in different areas. So just know that if you need some some help in, in any kind of form, seek an expert. Now, you don't want to ask a narcissist because the narcissist, they, they look for that. But <laughs> seek someone that you trust, that you can confide these matters um, with so they can guide you because they cannot fully answer for you, right? They can guide you, whether it be a therapist or different people, just coaches, to guide you to what's um, to the answer or to you know, guide you to where you can get the answer from. And I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, I want to talk about how do we deal with it? Okay. How, how do we deal with uh, when you're in a, a, a narcissistic relationship or mm-hmm. marriage or uh you know even relationship with friends people you mm-hmm. know that are close in your inner circle or even family okay how do we deal Ooh, with it yeah and it's funny you bring that up because you were just talking about uh you know finding somebody to be able to talk to mm-hmm. and actually the article that i was looking up on how to deal with all this uh on number seven it says uh how to find a good support system okay you know, so that says the same thing that you just said. Find somebody that you can trust. Mm. Maybe somebody that has uh, been in past uh, narcissistic relationships that have overcome it. Mm. And, uh, you know. They that, don't know the side of it. Right. <laughs> They've been free. Right. You, you don't want to find somebody that. Still that, dealing with it. <laughs> or trying to just agree with you just to have a friendship. Right. You know. Uh, but let's let's go to the to the top one. Okay. Uh, the, the number one thing that it says is that. To accept them for who they really are. Ooh. Mm, mm, mm. That reminds me of some y'all. Y'all already know where I'm going with this. This reminds me of the great departed. She's from this physical world. She's in the spiritual realm. Maya Angelou. What did she say, y'all? Say it with me now. She said, when a person shows you who they are, you believe them. And that's what you need to do. What's the next one, babe? You know, and that's funny you say that because we usually don't believe what we see. Mm. You know, and the truth a, a lot of people say, the truth. 
I'm, I'm only going to believe it when I see it. You seeing it, but you you probably just putting them rose-colored glasses on because you don't want to see all of it. Well, you don't want to deal with the consequences of what happens afterwards mm. if you call people out mm. or, you know, or, or leave or, you know, handle it in a certain way. You don't want to deal with it mm-hmm. or you're afraid to. Mm-hmm. What's, what's going to happen? Mm. Uh, so number two says stop focusing on them. Oh, Turn away. Uh, uh-huh. Don't go. No, I'm not, I'm not looking and listening to you. My <laughs> attention is somewhere else because, um, no, I'm not feeding you. Mm-mm. Right. And that's what you have to do because a lot of times uh, they will poke and prod you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know you had, uh, I know when we first met, I kind of didn't understand what mm-hmm. you were talking mm-hmm. about, about how in some past relationships you were in, they would constantly poke and prod you. And it's like, you know, uh, they want a reaction. Mm-hmm. They want you to engage with them, even though they know within themselves. Um, they don't care if you get angry. Right. What they're mm-hmm. doing is wrong. Yeah. But it feeds their insecurities. It feeds their uh, their their ego. When they see you angry, mm-hmm. upset, mm-hmm. you know, uh, out of control, mm-hmm. you know, because them seeing you out of control is an empowerment to them because they made you get out of control. Because they actually controlled your behavior. Yes, and they're like pulling the strings like a mm-hmm. puppet. Ooh. And when they know that, it makes them feel good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So if you consciously and awarely and being aware not to feed that, you know, feed the behavior is going to be better off for you and it's going to be better off for them. Uh and sometimes I'm they'll not even sure I understand. And sorry about that. Oh, that was my phone. But always listening, right, Big brother? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes uh, that'll make them go away because they got to go get their supply mm-hmm. from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Remember feeding the cancer, right? You know that's how it grows. That's how it spreads throughout the body, unfortunately. And it's the same thing if you're not, you know, if you become the antioxidant, <laughs> the free radical don't like that. Right. Um. Number two or number three says, speak up for yourself. Oh, come on now. You better use your voice. Say it again, Dino. Speak up for yourself. Hear me now. And I know here some, and here it just basically said the opposite. Don't feed it, right? Right. But then on the next one saying, speak up for yourself. In in a certain manner, right? You don't want to be hollering and screaming. Hopefully it don't get to that point. And that's why it it says here that there's times when you should ignore it, yeah, yeah. simply just walk away. Times, yeah. And then there's other times mm-hmm. uh, when you need to appropriately respond. You have to assess the situation. In control. Right. That's when you're in, that, oh, you, that's it. When you are in control because it's best though, have we done this before you all? Yes, we have. I know I have. When you really wanted to say something, needed to say something, but you said it in a way that wasn't so pleasing so that's usually when our emotions are high, not the good way high. They, you know, that's when they are out of control. So when you are in a state where you are in most control of your emotions, you let that person know, you know, I get an example, Jane and Sarah talking, we went back to the example of, um, the car. Um, Jane might say, Oh, you know, Sarah, well, you, you know, she got the new car, whatever it is. It don't even have to be a Tesla. Cause anything new that you get or whatever, that's, that's great. They all Tesla's right. But if she, you know, Sarah gets a new car and, um, 
Jane is demeaning her 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 new um thing. Sarah couldn't simply say something like, "Nah, nah, Jane, what's that really necessary? You just couldn't be happy for me." You know, that's that's a great way to say it where you are in control of your emotions. You're putting light to, you know, the situation of what she said. And sometimes they do need that light or put the mirror back on them so they can, you know, see they self. Right. And they know that you see them. Mm-hmm. I and see they, you. And flashlight. Right. And they <laughs> and it lets them see themselves. Ooh. You know. So um yeah, just respond in a nice, calm, gentle manner. Mm-hmm. That's the best way. And you use your voice. Yes, because you're speaking truth. Cause like yes. I said, um we get into this habitual thing where sometimes we don't even want to deal mm-hmm. with the reaction but it don't make it go away either though right no it doesn't make it go away but we can get caught in that uh subconscious where like it deprives you from becoming who your best self mm-hmm. is and you because important too. let's just say you want to become or start a business okay. and it's you know it's a possibility of it not being successful the narcissist is going to use that mm. against you Ooh, and you know this so you will say you know what what's the use i'm not even going to start a business because i don't want to hear him or her or what you identify as yes um you know, here, here, their BS, and I got to deal with all that. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine living with somebody for twenty or twenty-five years mm, mm, mm. that you've That's been suppressing yourself, mm. and really, they didn't do it. You're doing it to yourself because you've allowed it to happen, allowed. and you've chosen to be in that relationship. You know, but it's time to come out of the box mm-hmm. and start living your life mm-hmm. according to the way that God in you wants to live life. And life outside the box. That's our mantra. Yes. Uh, let's see. So the next one is to set boundaries. Oh, you better draw them lines. You better draw them lines. But like Don't it says here, it says uh, a person with narcissistic personality is quite self-absorbed. <laughs> so they might think they are entitled to do whatever they want Mm. snoop through your personal things or tell you how you should feel uh maybe they give you an unisolated advice and take credit for the things that they've done (sighs) or pressure you into talk about private things in a public setting Mm. (laughs) don't fall for them tricks in the bag don't fall for the okie doke you know it there's some real slick things, wow. you know, that, that people do, you know. I to, know this hitting some nerves, and y'all like, oh, that's what so-and-so do. That's what so-and-so over there do. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, God. And uh, they, it says they may also have a little sense of personal space, so they tend to cross a lot of boundaries. More often than not, they don't even see them. Mm, and that's yeah. why you have to abundantly be clear about your boundaries and that are important to you. Yes. And yes. that's important. Mm. So these are some uh, few steps. Uh, there's some more here. Let's see what it says. Uh, expect them to push back. Mm. So you already know that when you stand up to someone with a narcissistic personality, you better expect them to respond because they're going to. Well, if they're, they're fighting for, again, control, right? So it's about them being in control. So they're fighting for that position because they're competitive people, you all. So even if you set boundaries for yourself, which you should, they're going to fight for your own space. They're fighting for your space as well as theirs. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when they use the, uh, one of the tools of gaslighting against you. 
and they try to manipulate you into feeling guilty mm-hmm. or why are you feeling this way or why are you uh, being this way or, you know, so they make it about them, <laughs> but they, by calling you out saying you make it about mm, you, no they want to make themselves the victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but just, you know, stand your ground, you know, uh, hold steadfast and, uh, like it says, the devil shall flee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and always remember, once again, that it is not your fault. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, uh, they want to, like I said, put it on you. But you have to remember that um, you don't want to accept the blame just to keep the peace mm-hmm. so that, uh, you know, you keep belitt- belittling yourself mm-hmm. to... Uh, keep their ego uh, supplied. Right. <laughs> does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So what's the next one? Uh, we talked about that one, finding a support system. Um, but I do want to touch on, you know, we're talking about this, but I also want to give like a couple of points of what is a healthy relationship, all right? So three things that I came up with was that, you know, both people listen to each other. Mm-hmm. They try to understand each other. Doesn't mean you have to agree, but you're making the attempt that you're you're making the effort that you have a voice and I have a voice. You have a will, I have a will. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one. And that both people the other one is that you acknowledge your mistakes um, and take responsibility for them. You know, those are uh, some of the signs that when someone doesn't take responsibility, they're always going to try to pawn it off on somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, the last one I came up with was that both people can be their true self in front of one another. Mm-hmm. And that's important because, like I just said, uh, sometimes we want to make peace by not calling them out in certain times. But then is that really being ourself? No. Mm-hmm. We're trying to change ourselves because... We want to make someone else happy or we don't want to have the conflict. So we just don't say nothing. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. So if you're feeling hard pressed to like enough is enough and I have to say something, then I believe that's when you should speak out and and be your truth, you know. But more importantly is not being able to be who you are mm-hmm. you know and that's one of the things when you and I got together Nikki it's like I got a chance to be myself and discover who I am without the pressure of trying to uh, be who you wanted me to be but me being who I you know was was born to be mm-hmm. does that make sense yes I, I believe whether it's a narcissist you are dealing with a narcissist or not um and, and um, you all heard me saying that this is what I believe that, and this is what's true. The spirit works in truth. Um, so it wants you, each of our spirits want us to be the true uh, of who we are. So if you are not being able to do that, and I'm a, also a firm believer in, so if you want to say something to someone you know, your partner or even a friend or someone else that you are relating with, having a relationship with. And remember, we have many multiple relationships, uh, whether they be co-workers, family members, and so on. So if uh, you are not being truthful with them, then 
it, it will block you from being true to who you are. And like Dino said earlier, when we are, or if you are dealing with a narcissist, if you are consistently in the practice of making sure that they are okay and you're not really okay with some of it, then it's blocking you from living in your truth and being more uh, in a more evolved uh, um, version of yourself. Yep, that totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, another one is it says uh, insist on immediate action and not promises. Mm. So a narcissist will try to make uh, tons of promises that they never follow through <laughs> on uh, to keep you, I guess, to keep mm -hmm. you at bay, keep you around. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm gonna do this, babe. I'm gonna do that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it never truly happens because they lose the motivation once they feel like they got you, mm -hmm. you know, and where they need you to be. So, uh, once that motivation is gone, then, you know, it, it doesn't match with what they said they were going to do. And, <laughs> and I, I believe that that is a great indicator of, <clears throat> where you are going in a relationship again the multiple and the different relationships that we have whether it is in a coupledom whether it is in the when we relate or have relationships with family members co-workers jobs and it, someone that is in a leadership position at your job and they keep giving you promises hey i'm gonna give you that raise mm -hmm. hey i'm gonna give you that new office hey i'm gonna and they're not falling through would you want to stay there? <laughs> right. And that makes sense. But you know what I think the core of it is, Nikki, is mm -hmm. that it's almost like, okay, uh, you're holding them. Hostage. Uh, yeah. Mm. But the person that's being lied to, mm -hmm. all right, um, because you're saying, okay, I want immediate action now because that's mm -hmm. what it says. I want action now. Mm -hmm. But if they're making these promises, it's because – they know that you're aware at that moment, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, man, so I have to make this about them. I have to promise them stuff. I have mm -hmm. to keep them uh, at bay. And then what happens over time, the shift goes away from you mm -hmm. back to them. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, eh, they'll get over it. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll they'll just deal with it, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm going to do what I need to do mm. for me. Mm -hmm. So you see how it kind of slowly turns around, you know, in gradually back to the self. Mm -hmm. So you don't keep those promises. And, you know, <laughs> so not to just point the finger at the narcissist. Right. Um, because to deal with a narcissist, mm -hmm. it says, you know, you again, you pointing at someone you have multiple fingers you had three fingers at least pointing back to you yeah so at some point you need to have that conversation with yourself and x one of the questions is why am i still dealing with this mm. because um a nurse a narcissist and able for them to be fed need to have in their group um, association, closer association, because they need to be fed, right? They, um, this behavior needs to be fed. So it's usually a person that feels the people that's feeding them is those who feel that they are 
um, their self-esteem is low. And um, the, some of the articles that we had researched about narcissistic behavior says that, that people that deal with low self-esteem, those, um, and that could be um, that they have dealt with emotional, physical, verbal, and different types of abuse in their life because that's a form of, of abuse too, right? It's not just when somebody puts physical hands on you because words have power, you all. I, I don't care what nobody say, words have power. Words have had the power to uplift and build nations and destroy them too. And there are so many spiritual teachings that um, relate and talk about that because words, when we speak, we put breath, it, we're using our breath and there is life in a breath. So if we are not taking an account, we do need to take an account and ask ourselves, have them good conversations with yourself. It's okay. That's not crazy. As long as you are getting the answers that you need, there's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, yes, if you are dealing with a narcissist in any form, any matter, ask yourself. And that's okay if you are in um, admitting that, wait a minute, maybe I am doing this because I feel like this, you know, that I have low self-esteem. But it doesn't have to stay that way. No, it shouldn't. And, you, you know, the funny thing is, is that not only are is the person feeding it, but even people outside the circle, you know, family, friends, people on the job, mm-hmm. they're, they're all feeding mm-hmm. the narcissistic uh, disorder. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know they're feeding mm-hmm. it they, because, you know, they might only talk to you for bits and pieces throughout the day. And then you don't got to deal with them every day. But mm-hmm. it's like they go search around for certain people, feed their ego, and then, you know, they move on to, to the next. Mm-hmm. And so no one ever really truly realizes that there's even a problem in that person that he's a narcissist mm-hmm. because it's being spread around throughout the whole, mm-hmm. y- you know, uh, area, mm-hmm. you know, th- through through different people, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and unfortunately... Um, people that are narcissistic uh, don't think there's nothing wrong with them, mm-hmm. you know. And we have to understand that these people might need help, Nikki. Mm-hmm. They need professional help. Mm-hmm. And you know, in in certain uh, ethnicities, you know, to go seek professional help is to admit that there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. They feel, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think that's where we mess up, where we think that. If I see a therapist, that there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I, I look at it this way. When you see a therapist, is to, um, I like to call a seer, you know, and a hearer. Someone that's able to see uh, unbiased, or is it biased or unbiased? Uh, either way, you I always know, get those but... <laughs> confused, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, where you're not judging, but... Um, you're there to see from a different perspective to to see some things that you do not see in yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that helps, uh, the therapist will help you dig deep into some layers of who you are or who you've conditioned to be um, and get to the bottom and the root of why we are or why you are the way you are. You know, from both aspects, from the narcissist to the to the empath, you know, it's like 
why are we like this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what's what's the real reason? Mm-hmm. And the better you know yourself, mm-hmm. the better you're going to be able to choose and stand in your true authentic self. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, and and with a train a a professional that you know <laughs> because they do have um, doctors, whether it be psychologists, therapists, psychiatrists that are trained in this matter uh, of even narcissism. Um, and of course, you know, even if you go for a consultation, um, and if you don't vibe or, you know, that person doesn't fit you, that's okay too, you know, because we're not going to vibe or relate or have a, have a good connection with everybody. And, and let's, let's just talk about what is defined as crazy, you know, and I know that's a big umbrella too. Right. But going back to what Dino said earlier about us, um, Thinking the only time we need to go get help is when we're crazy, you know, if someone is crazy. And I know that's a, that has had a bad stigma in many cultures, you know, whether it be the black or brown um, communities. It becomes crazy when we're not dealing with it. It becomes crazy when we are um, allowing it to become exaggerated, the situation becoming worse. So there's nothing wrong with going to go talk to someone. Yes. And I believe we all, because we can't carry everything, right? And when that stuff sits up in your mind, it sits up in the yes. bodies. And it not only causes mental illness, it causes other, you know, chaos and um, disorders within the body, physical ailments. So don't, don't in, whether it's dealing with a narcissist or not, if you need to talk to someone, go find someone you could trust and um, start building that relationship, healthy relationship with a great therapist. Yep. And that's, I mean, you kind of walked into the next one. That was recognizing when you need help, Mm. you know? So like I said, that's on both sides of the spectrum. And then it's uh, when to move on, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. from the narcissist Mm -hmm. when, you know, so you have to, like you just mentioned, uh, when does it become verbally and emotionally abusive Mm -hmm. in your life? Mm -hmm. And that's up to you to to decide because, Mm -hmm. you know, some people can take more than others. Mm -hmm. um, And some people might, living it forever yeah you know and i i I don't mind sharing this with you all and and i hope this helps someone and give them revelation that um years ago that's i i was in a relationship like that uh a narcissist very narcissistic relationship this is not to demean that person whatever but it was a you know it was a great lesson um and it and again it said a lot of how i felt about myself at that time did not know that until i was on the other side of it and this person would tell me that, oh, well, I'm not hitting, you know, I'm not hitting you. I'm not physically abusing you. When I would bring up these different situations, like, you know, you say this, like Dino said earlier, the narcissists are are great at making promises or, you know, just doing these different things to nudge you and, you know, to irritate you. And when I would bring these up and to confront um, this person, it was, it, it just always, you know, turned into a big argument and the excuse would be, well, I don't see what's real, you know, what's really your problem. I'm, I'm not hitting you. I'm not, you know, um, but yes, you know, again, like I said earlier, you know, words have power, you know, and there is a such thing as a, emotional abuse. Was it a real big thing or was, I mean, it has always been a thing, right? But was there a lot of awareness of it back then? No, but I'm here to tell you, you all, 
There are different forms of abuse. And if you are in any type of abusive relationship, please, I applaud you to go seek help. Don't stay in it. Yeah, because um, sometimes we can talk ourselves right out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, usually Mm -hmm. it's through fear, Mm -hmm. you know, or what are the consequences if I do move on? Mm -hmm. Or if you're feeling that you need to move on, okay, what's going to happen? You know, how how am I going to live? How am I going to pay for this? How, you know, the kids, sometimes kids are involved. Mm -hmm. You know, there's different varieties of fear that will start to enter the mind that will stop you from uh, doing what, What's best for you. Uh, what's best for you, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I believe, and through my experience, that when you depend on the divine, it's always going to get you through. Mm-hmm. You're always going to make it. And remember that. Just have faith, but, the but you know, it's your will. You have to decide mm-hmm. what's best for you, like mm-hmm. Nikki said. Um, but I know for a fact that you'll be okay and you'll make it. Yes, and, and, and yes, I, I am a firm believer in believing in the divine and prayer. But, you know, and I'm just telling you all because, unfortunately, um, still to this day, many women women deal with um, abusive relationships. And, you know, some sometimes prayer is not enough. So that's why I say to you all, when you have a moment, because I know um, that there sometimes because these manipulative people, they want to keep you bound you know they they come with you or always around you and not giving you space to go talk to someone else when you get that chance to go let someone else know that you are in an abusive relationship and it it don't even have to be to the extreme of physical abuse and not to say that any form of abuse is not important but even if it's an uh in an emotional abusive relationship Find someone, you know, the great thing is about these quote unquote smartphones is, you know, we have it in our hands. Google, you know, someone near me, therapist near me, you know, it's, it's easier now. And there is help out there. You all lots, even more help than before. And there's free help, Mm -hmm. you know, Yes. remember that. So some of the things that they talk about when it's time to move on is name calling Mm. insults, Mm -hmm. um, patronizing or public humiliation Mm. which i believe is a big one because i've seen that and i used to do it Mm -hmm. uh actually we used to do it to one another not me well yeah nikki is very big (laughs) you know on not uh belittling or humiliating uh each other in front of people because it 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 says something Mm -hmm. it says that uh, your ego wants to be superior mm-hmm. and to show others that I'm above this person. Mm-hmm. And it, the only way to do that is to belittle them in front of others so I can feel superior. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, <laughs> Which just really makes you a little person that you got to put somebody, you know, down like that. Right. Yelling, threatening, mm-hmm. uh, jealousy and accusations. Um, so let's see some other ones are blaming everything on you when Mm -hmm. something goes wrong once again they play the victim don't take accountability Uh, constantly monitoring monitoring your movements Mm. and attempting to isolate you Mm. Uh, telling you how you really feel or how you should feel Mm. you know once again that's in the manipulation category Uh, routinely projecting their shortcomings Mm. onto you Mm. 
So blaming you mm. for the things that they didn't do right. and they know they should have done. Uh-huh. So once again, uh, taking the focus away from them and putting it on someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's about time to wrap it up. Um, I, I know this definitely has brought uh, some type of insight and value to you. Um, we've lived it. We've experienced it. We've gone through it. We've overcome it by the grace of God. And, uh, you know, we're just moving forward in our own lives. And we hope that you can use this as a tool or a reminder uh what is possibly happening in your life out there. Mm-hmm. And we would like to thank you all for, again, um, just join, joining back in. Um, it has been a while. We look forward to talking about more um, in-depth um, situations that, that really need the light shine on them, you know, relationships, again, uh, about dating, marriage, but most importantly, their relationship, having a better relationship with self. Yes. All right. Live beyond. See you on the next one. Bye-bye.